On this week's episode of Bungalow in the Bus, we are drinking at East End Market. East End Market? I know that place. <laughs> I'm John it. Reif. I'm, I'm part of this episode. <laughs> Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. This is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com, and I'm hanging out in the old apex, the top of the top at the East End Market with my buddy, John Reif. Hey, John. Hello. How you doing? Great, man. Great to have you up here. Yeah. it's Last time I was here with you, we were putting a beehive on the roof. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Back in the day. The girls are still up there. Are they? Yeah. You might need to visit before you go. There's no suit, so you just have to wing it. Uh- <laughs> Hope they're nice to you. Did you mean that pun? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> yes, I did. The I'm East, that clever. East End Market, for people who don't know, it, it's it's Orlando's OG food hall. Yeah. Right? But not just food. It's always sad. Like, there was a market at one point. Yeah. So, we did we did start with more market options and then rolled into some retail. We had a used bookstore, a new bookstore. Actually, we had a new used bookstore come back to the neighborhood. Coming back. Awesome. We'll, talk so we'll talk about, about that. that. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. Just a, a cornucopia of fun. Just being, being uh, able to serve the local needs. Cornucopia of fun would be, I need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, sure, we can do that. <laughs> right. John, what is this place? So, it used to be up on the top, on the second floor. It's traditionally been like a special event venue. Yes. Okay, you, you've kind of like taken, let the uh, the people steer the ship. Well, I don't know what that, that metaphor is, but you, you there are people here at East End Market that you've kind of fostered and let them take it over and turn yes. it into something new. Yeah, so I think when, when we started it, it was a great place to not have to rent someplace else to do programming and fun things, and, and it served its time and purpose, and then COVID hit, and we're sitting on an empty space and going, how can we use this to accelerate other dreams and visions um, because at the core east side market is really an incubator space yeah for new concepts right totally like young like chefs. a place that people can afford to try stuff and if it works great if it doesn't like you didn't have to mortgage your house to start your business cool so so that's really what this space is is that we we are maxed out on space here at east end and didn't have any additional space for really i'd say the last two and a half three years we've been doubling down on orlando makers and just trying to give them more presence and give them a platform that's dependable that they know each month they can come here and show off what they do but we didn't have a space other than freehand goods downstairs to let that happen so actually the owner of freehand goods approached me and said hey i'd love to do something that does a better job of jacob zepp yes jacob zepp yeah uh great dude and uh he said i want to curate the best of the best of orlando makers in in a rotating cadre of um, options and everything from candles to t-shirts to kombucha making kits so now on the second floor, there's there's also a food concept as well. Like you can walk in and it's a very cool, funky, open concept uh, retail shop mm-hmm. with all of these different racks. But at the back where you had a kitchen space already, it's now activated by like an omakase chef's table thing, right? Yes, that's a great, it's a perfect way to say it, omakase, where you, <laughs> you, you buy a ticket, you buy a reservation, and they're going to feed you the best thing that they can think to feed you over those five, six, seven courses. Probably seasonal. Yeah. Right, varies from time to time. Yeah. So it, it, another opportunity for us to see a chef, give them an opportunity to, to build their audience before they, God forbid, go rent a space somewhere. You know, uh, the worst case is they rent a space, they haven't built a brand yet. Sure. They're super talented, but no one discovers them. We see that a lot. And there's so, it's so, I, I don't know, how long have I been doing this? What, uh, 10 years maybe, which is crazy. Uh, the amount of times people open a restaurant and think that people are just going to come feel the dream style, find them, and, mm-hmm. and they're going to be successful without having a story behind them, knowing who they are, having yeah. a 
an audience so that's great that you're giving them that spot to do that yeah so we'll that'll rotate probably every six months so long enough that they can really refine their shtick and then build their customer base and then hopefully people will follow them for their whittling sticks (laughs) (laughs) hopefully people will follow them to wherever they do decide to land and and we've also invested in companies coming out of here which i really think is sort of the future is a lot of small purveyors and people getting started don't have either the credit or the capital to really fulfill their dream okay or the back-end operational side where all that boring stuff unfortunately we're good at because we've had to learn how to do it it's not fun but it's it makes it efficient so i think people coming out of here the goal is to then say hey you've done a great job let us invest in you to help you know you grow Can your you business drop some names of people that you've helped well so like I mean, i'll give you like, like my first one was like lineage coming okay. out of here they had a small little shop i mean they were you know had been in easton for a while they're like i think we were ready for a brick and mortar um they said well how do we raise money I'm like, well, I can teach you how to sure. do that. Uh, so I connected them with an attorney. Very that I knew. nice of you. Yeah, connected yeah. an attorney, and, and so just walked them through it. And then I went, well, by the way, I've walked you all the way through this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'd love to invest in you, um, and help you negotiate your leases or do whatever you're going to do. A lot of it's been very altruistic. I really just want to see cool stuff happen. But also, if I can help springboard them and help provide capital for them to do it, that that's certainly of interest. We could get more into that in the second yeah, half because yeah, I have sure. so many questions for you and your family mm-hmm. and things that you're cooking up. Yeah. And we can see what we can glean out of that. But for right now, I'm really interested to hear what you think about some of the news stories. I love it. Things that have been popping up around Orlando. And you're you're a voracious headline reader, aren't you? I, I do. Just I, a voracious reader in general. Yeah, I read a lot. Okay. Yep. That's why you got your glasses on. I read you. Yes, I do. Yeah. Now everyone knows that I'm an old man. <laughs> I <have> my glasses <laughs> on. <laughs> like you're not an old man. What are you talking about? Uh, Mayor Demings is letting the local state of emergency expire. I know. Which is amazing. That is amazing. Uh, it's a, Our 14-day positivity rate, John, has dropped to 3.51%. Wow. wow. We'll take when we went it. past eight, we were allowed, the kids were about allowed to go to school without masks. That okay. was the threshold for schools. So now, wow. So, Mayor, well done, Demings. Well That's done. That's great. Yeah. That guy's 75% uh, of county residents have been that vaccinated. Cool. Maybe that's right. statewide. But I don't know. We'll take it. You said it. it. It's the truth now. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that how news works? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I got my vaccine. Uh, DeSantis is pushing the signing, despite this vaccination thing we just said, uh, Governor DeSantis is pushing a sinus signing bonus for anti-vax officers abroad. Have you heard this? Hmm. I, I, I'm not surprised to hear that headline. Uh-huh. You don't have to weigh in if it yeah, gets no, too political, no, no, it's, but you should because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, while appearing on Fox News, DeSantis shared that he's looking to offer a $5,000 sign-up bonus to police officers from other states who were willing to relocate to Florida if it meant that they didn't have to get vaccinated. Wow. Yeah, right? Doubling down. I Just yeah. go for it, man. I guess <laughs> lean into it. Yeah. Uh, he's targeting officers in New York, Minneapolis, and Seattle, which have all had kind of mandates yeah. for their forces to get vaccinated. They're all coming here anyway. I, I would I, I've met so many people from New York that are tr- have transplanted here in just the last six nine months especially during the lockdown yes and then just decided to stay yeah there's a great wine shop over in baldwin park they're from new york Mm -hmm. uh golden hour wines oh yeah cool which you should check out they're wonderful is hungry pants involved with that is that they just did uh they are doing a late night wine thing there okay that's something you probably read on bungalow i did hey i'll take it i'm so well read yeah (laughs) it's all about the sources Uh, Florida is looking to spend nearly $4 million to combat manatee deaths. 
which I say is overdue. Have you wow. been following this over in the Indian River Lagoon? No. Oh, is that where? John, okay. uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of boat traffic there. I bet that's a terrible spot for me. But it's also just because uh, the water quality yes. has dipped. It's so terrible. There. It's it's t- like sea turtles right now. I think they said. I think I just read 40% of sea turtles are showing up with like tumors. Yeah, there's, no there's not a big grass. water outlet south of the new Smyrna Inlet. And so you don't get, it, it doesn't get flushed out. It all just sits in there and percolates. And festers. Yeah, <laughs> festers like my refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I'm sure. laughs> no that vegetable drawer yeah. that doesn't get cleaned out. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what's happening. That, that hydrator drawer is like yeah. where vegetables go to die. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what hydration does to them, but it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. And I shouldn't use it, but yeah. I keep doing it. That's what's happening in the Indian River Lagoon. Uh, a fire chief has just resigned after punching people. Did you follow this? No. Okay. This is good. I love when okay. people say no, because yeah. that's my other John. Yes. John Bustecker always says he didn't read it. Uh, a, our fire chief in Orlando uh, was put on short-term leave, Chief Benjamin Barksdale, which oh. is the most fire chief name. Yeah, yeah that, that is very yeah, yeah, that, is, that is very official. He uh, was accused of punching a 55-year-old man and his daughter in Charlotte, North Carolina, before he came down here to take up the raids in Orlando. Oh. And he was put on leave in July because... Uh, oh, this is recent. Yeah, there was a warrant out for him. And so he's now been forced to just resign and now we're oh, no. looking for a new fire oh, chief. Well, you know, they might want to go look in Winter Park. <laughs> have you seen the documentaries that Winter Park's been doing the fire department? What did you think? Did you watch I them? saw them on the street doing it, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I so, love yeah. me some, like, in-house propaganda. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm <laughs> into totally. it. It's well done. It I is. Mean, yeah. We just shared one. Um, I don't know if I put it in here, but he. it was clearly the one where the guy was an ex-surfer. Uh, oh, yeah. The Woody Harrelson-looking guy. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah. sexier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to speak er- to that. Eric. Eric. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. remember his yeah. name. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even remember his name. I just yeah. remember he was a hot blonde guy. <laughs> Used to be a surfer, became a, a fireman, and, uh, and good for the Winter Park fire department for putting him out there yeah people can like you know do it like a, a dumpster fire and just call eric <laughs> over to help him out <laughs> i do want to do a new year's party called dumpster oh, fire yeah and then we all throw our you know things uh, our baggage and things yeah oh i back, like that yeah that's cool i do that okay I, I don't know if i could lift my bag in there it's pretty heavy <laughs> <laughs> get someone else to do yeah, that all right Your, team effort team i'll help you okay you want me to help yeah, you lift uh, your you bag in there? Side, okay that i works. got you boo we'll have to make sure it's yeah. not toxic uh, there's a lack of school buses statewide, but Osceola uh, County specifically is dealing with it, and, and they just don't have enough drivers. Not enough drivers. Just like with the transport industry, there's not yeah. enough people driving transports to get our goods back and forth. There's not enough school bus drivers. And so they're looking at potentially just putting students on Lynx buses oh, and just paying for their pass. probably paths. good. Right? I mean, that's, um, there's probably a, l- a lack of ridership on links too, so marry the two. I think it sounds yeah, good. That's could smart. Be, and it's all county public mm-hmm. money paying yeah. for those things, right? Okay, so just sure. shuffle it around. Oh, yeah. Public school. Pu- yes. Okay. Right? I public transit. Yeah. How do your kids get to school? Uh, thankfully, we're close enough that we can drive or ride bikes. Okay. So we're, we're pretty close. I like that. In Winter Park? Yes. Don't say where because people are crazy. We're in the bubble. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the Winter Park yeah. bubble? Yeah. Well, any, any bubble. As long as I don't have to go more than five, ten miles. I just discovered in the Winter Park bubble, the Winter Park Racket Club. Yeah. I had never been before. Oh, yeah. That's OG club in Winter Park. Beautiful. Right on the lake. and Just yeah. smell money yeah. everywhere. <laughs> 
uh, every I was looking weird because I did yeah. not expect it to be like that. Yeah. I thought it would be a little bit more sporty, and I just rolled in gay short shorts. You know, bright well, with all the tennis. You might have fit right in with the short shorts. I did not. Yeah. Oh, no. no, immediately <laughs> I should not have yeah. been there. Oh. <laughs> it's a pretty. It's pretty cool. People pull their boats up from the lake, and I love yeah. that. Yeah. How come in Winter Park they could do that? That's so cool. Yeah, and the canals. Yeah, the, I do love the canals. I grew up on one of those lakes. You did? Yeah. Were you cool. like a, a water skier? Uh, yes. Okay. But, but so my, you know, we were very thrifty and that my other kids on the lake had Boston Whalers. I had a 10-foot aluminum boat. Oh. <laughs> with a little engine. But man, it was great. It was a great way to grow up in Winter Park. You go to Dog Island and like, yeah, I got, I got to get away and, uh-huh. you know, just yeah. around the... Smoking weed yeah. out on the islands? No I, no. I think I chewed tobacco once and vomited. And vom- like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. No, I'm done. Never again? Yeah, never again. All right. Well, yeah. Now we know your limits. Uh, Hunter's Creek Elementary School just had their principal arrested. Oh, no. Oh, do you know this school? Oh, wait, maybe I do. Yeah, tell, tell me. Okay. Tell me more. I'll tell you. She, uh, it's, apparently, there's this ongoing oh, wait, issue. Like, flipped the bird at somebody or like yelled at somebody? After trying to run them off the road with her uh, car. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's not good. Her, uh, I don't know if I have her name written down because I was that good. She, there are felony charges against the principal for this ongoing issue that she has with her neighbor. Uh, I guess once she, she broke one of his windows and threw a bag of dog poop in there. And then this most recent incident, uh, this guy was just walking his dog and then heard a car engine rev behind him. And it was her driving at him like Cruella DeVille. And he jumped out of the way and she flashed the bird like both hands and just like sped off. Well, the felony is reckless driving. Right. She didn't have two hands on the wheel. Well, done. that yeah. plus a, attempted murder. Well, yeah, I that's, that's second. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Florida law works. It sounds <laughs> it's crazy. It's a felony though. Wow. Uh, she apparently has worked for the public school system since 1984, but she was just placed on relief no, she's of duty. I would think that's yeah. done. They say yeah. they're going to wait and see how the case pans out. But like, I am surprised that it's a felony, but maybe she's just over life in general. Maybe there was like some sort of restraining order or something uh, that was put forth. Been, yeah. I haven't seen that mentioned anywhere. Yeah, but poop through the window does tend to get someone's attention. Yeah, I did yeah. that to someone's car <laughs> once. Yeah, we don't have to get into it. Okay, yeah. I have a vengeful Scorpio streak. Oh. And I'm trying to... I'm glad I haven't seen that. Yeah, well... Yeah. Don't do anything bad. Yeah, I won't. (laughs) Mind my P's and Q's. No, it only comes out if you're like a nasty person. And you're just a wonderful person. Didn't you have like an automatic like sprinkler on your lawn at some point? I did. To spray late night people. See, you have... But that's because people would go pee in our yard all the time. Because we lived in a So that was to water it down or to water them off the lawn? Both. Okay. That's smart. It's... Dual purpose. One time, this girl, I was on the porch. We were listening to music. Me and my man, Scotty Campbell, drinking some wine. And uh, this girl came up and dropped trowel, like, <laughs> right in her, like, she came up halfway into our front yard and pulled her pants down. And she started peeing, and the sprinkler hit her right in the back of the head. <laughs> and she barely felt it because she was so drunk. Yeah. And she got up and walked away. And then she came back five minutes later because she must have walked the whole block and tried to do it again. Oh my it got gosh. sprayed again. She got spooked. I, girl, all I could do was like, girl, what is wrong with you? Get <laughs> you need to go home. I will call you Poor a girl lift. needs a porta potty. Like, get that girl yeah. a porta potty. Oh, what are you doing? That's rough. Yeah. Well, and I don't feel bad about that. No, that's that's great. No, yeah. things like that would happen all yeah. the time. That's called defensive landscaping or <laughs> aggressive landscaping. Yeah. Yeah. More people should do that. That's what actually the city, the downtown library 
mm. has has cues like that, like kind of really yeah, spiky. Yeah, didn't you do something with like art there that got stolen, or wasn't there something? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. That's, that's a shame. <laughs> but anytime you put art out in public, yeah. you know. I like your goldfish thing that you're doing. Oh, have thank you. Have you talked about that on the show? No, I haven't. Oh well, I don't want to steal your thunder, but that's really cool. Thank you very yeah. much. I did that for immerse. Okay. Uh, Cole Smith gave me a little budge to do nice. some like weird wonderful pop-up yeah so 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 for those that haven't seen it like you need to check it out like basically you find a crack in the sidewalk and he creates this little terrarium of Uh wonder down there and then (laughs) epoxies it in so it looks like you're looking in a puddle with live fish in there like it's like it's like a tidal pool in the middle of the city i love that yeah that was cool i want to do more of them yeah i was very nervous i would get a fine or something yeah but everyone from the you're improving the sidewalk i agree (laughs) but it's graffiti Oh, you know, geez. and what makes it different? Yeah, like me doing it should be no yeah. different from anyone else doing it. But I, I do acknowledge the privilege I have mm. that I can do that and good. not get a fine. Yes, I like that. Well, okay, good. If you Thank ever get you. fined, let me know. I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna you help me out? You guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. Help him out. Uh, the county. Are you a rescue dog kind of guy? We have two rescue dogs. You do? Yep. Where did you get them from? Um, Hound Haven, Aww. which is in Claremont. And like then the other one, actually, it's a it's an Instagram photographer that was friends of my wife. She's in New York, but this dog came out of Alabama. It was super cute. And we, we like made the an mistake Instagram of asking about it. Yeah, yeah Instagram famous. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I've reserved him for you. We're like, whoa, 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 what? whoa. So now Jonathan is, is a new name? member. Yeah, we just got him two weeks ago. What? Yeah, Does he Jonathan. respond to it? Yeah. And what's, but my wife calls me Johnny and my kids call me Johnny uh-huh. and the dog's Johnny. So if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's Johnny, that's not me. It's not you. If it's Johnny. Yeah. That's me. It's all about yeah. tone. It's all about the octave. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like a, an Asian language. Yeah. Thing too, it's right? perfect. Yeah. Octaves and tones. Ni hao ma. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Genki. Well, yeah. Chao Johnny tofu. That means take off your pants and, uh. Chinese. Wow. <laughs> if you wow. ever hear that, okay. don't do it. Good to know. Uh, I brought up the animal thing because Orange County Animal Shelters is almost at capacity oh. uh, with dogs right now. Oh, because didn't the other one, or like Pet Alliance, burn down or something? They did. The, were they a pound, too? I mean, like a shelter? They were a shelter. They okay. were kind of known for taking dogs away from the county shelter. Oh, okay. They're actually on the same property. Yeah. So oh, if you okay. go to the county one over by Millennia. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is, you know, stomping grounds for you guys. Right where it is, yeah. They, uh, yeah, the building burnt down. The dogs now are all being stored at the Sanford location, but they can't take in as many as they normally would. Mm. They're now, like, some, I guess they got 100 and some dogs surrendered just last week. So, people just need to go adopt them. They do. Rescue dogs are the best. You should also just not adopt if you don't know what it takes to have a dog. Oh, true. I mean, if you're not, if you're going to give it back. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's I, like you're, it's like getting married. Like I, I, if someone <laughs> if someone gets a dog and then decides to divorce their dog, we're not we're not simpatico. John Rife, if mm-hmm. adopting dogs is like getting married, yeah, you're yeah. in it. You've, yeah. you've committed. I like that. Yeah, go get therapy. <laughs> I'm sure there's dog human therapists in town. I like that. Yeah. What? You can't divorce your dog. No, you don't believe in divorce. No, that's good. Well, it's just Will know, Smith is like that. I know how much can be done if you're just willing to do the work. Uh huh. A marriage or friendship, a friendship. And don't divorce a friend. If if you're divorcing a friend, it's because you're a problem. Like, figure out what your problem is, and that friend all of a sudden becomes a much cooler person. You're the problem first. Yeah. Wow. Truth bombs with John yeah. Rife. We're gonna go to break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about who you are and why you're so awesome. It's time for your weekly NZN update. 
Enzine is Central Florida's only full-time alternative cinema and home to the Eden Bar and the Florida Film Festival. Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch was just released and it's screening at Enzian. It's certified fresh by Rotten Tomatoes and everybody is loving it. Other upcoming flicks include The Tourist Trap on Saturday, Ingmar Bergman's classic The Seventh Seal on November 6th, and Tommy Boy on November 9th. The next free popcorn flicks in the park in Winter Park will be Ratatouille on Thursday, November 11th. Go to enzian.org today to check out their awesome lineup. Blah, blah, blah. Movies. This is Erica for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. Do you love everything Halloween? Go head-to-head with other Halloween enthusiasts during this spine-tingling trivia event. Recommended for ages 6 to 12, Halloween Trivia Showdown is on October 30th. Modern by tradition, Seminole Culture will be on November 2nd. Dr. Andrew Frank will discuss the culture of Florida Seminoles and the connection from 1700 to today. Save the date. Ivanhoe Park Brewing Company will release the Captain Albertson Ale on November 10th. This special brew honors the man whose generous book donation started our library 100 years ago. Proceeds benefit friends of the Orange County Library System. For information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to another episode of Bungalore in the Bus. This is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalore.com, and I'm still hanging out with John Reif. Still? Still, and loving uh, every uh, minute. scare you off. All right. No. Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> and we're hanging out at the Neighbors. Yeah. And Domu Labs is the other name. Yeah. Right so Domu the f- Labs is the food concept, so eight-seat chef's table. First concept for the next six months is Camille. So Vietnamese French fusion cuisine by Chef Tongue. And Chef Tongue is coming from? I think he was like a sous chef at the Four Seasons or somewhere pretty prestigious. Somewhere fancy. Yeah. Fancy as heck. He, it shows. Like his attention to detail is like ridiculous. <laughs> oh my God. And what's kind of, what's some of the food that he's putting out? Uh, it changes, but I mean, it, definitely some seafood, definitely some, you know, traditional Vietnamese things that, that, that have... Um, maybe a local spin or a more modern spin or, or maybe a more tr- traditional French dish that has um, Vietnamese ingredients. So it, it, the that presentation is beautiful. Like the, the occupation, is that like... So his, I think he's, he might be first generation. The, the stories he tells are awesome because it's just about uh, his grandmother's recipe and, and just, you know, uh, you want that in your food. You want to be linked to why the chef created this. Sure. Um, and so we had this massive... He used to, I guess, he like eating ravioli. It, it's the size of your hand. Okay. And I don't know if that's on the menu now, but when we were doing the testing dinners, it was literally a piece of ravioli the size of your hand. Like and a dumpling. Was, but it wasn't a dumpling. It looked like a piece of ravioli. Like, okay. Yeah. And there must be some French, you know, ravioli that has a French name and it's not ravioli. <laughs> it sounds very Italian. But, um, but then it had this like really cool, like crisp on top. And it, he had all these reasons of why he did this. And it reminded him of like Saturday mornings or whatever. Um, I I loved it. it was David really cool. Cho just put out a great series. I want to say it's on Hulu. Uh, it's called like Before something about like what you're about to eat. Okay. Um, and he just did a great. What did he say? 
he said something to a chef like what you just put in front of me is like a sum of everywhere that you've been before yes. and you wouldn't have been able to cook this unless you had been to these other places before like this is a sum of all of your experiences all the little influences like in your backpack pull them out mix them up yeah. yes I, and when I you love find that. people like this that can yeah. share that story with you that's really magical which is really rare to find a chef that's both culinarily excellent but also has a personality and a narrative that is captivating Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That are still approachable. Yeah. And aren't egotistical jerks. <laughs> this is in these omakase chef's table things. You, I'm not getting, we're not getting paid to say this. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited. Yeah. Th- these are great chances. It's like when you see a band in a small venue uh, before they blow up, you can have these very personal experiences with them uh, and hear That's these really stories straight from them. Absolutely. Thank you. It just came to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, great. I totally agree. And while we're here at East End Market, we have to say you just celebrated eight years. Yeah, we did. It's it's shocking. Congratulations. Not really. Yeah. Well, I will shocking say Shocking that it went so quickly? No, that it worked. Okay. I mean, I didn't know it would work. Like when I did it. I mean, I'd seen other food halls and other places and... Not that you had just seen them casually. Like No, I mean, I was a connoisseur. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I traveled a lot. Just... And not thinking i'd ever do one but just there's so much culture in food halls right you, know, like you get to see so many more things in a city that that people care about in that city versus having to visit five different restaurants around town you're seeing like eight cool up-and-coming ones that really represent the interest of that and when you were culture. making this because this is an old church right uh what were some of the things that you saw in other food halls that you wanted to bring back so the one that was really inspiring was one in Capitol Hill in Seattle. I mean, everyone's heard of Pike's Market. That's where Starbucks got its start. But up in a more of a neighborhood setting was one that was um, had a had a cheesemonger. So that was really why I approached Tonda. Was that's to say, people who sell cheese? Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> You're learning something. Um, but just finding things where it was really my biggest thing was owner operated. Okay, I was trying to find people that were passionate about what they do and would both be able to tell that story but also inspire employees to, to be just as interested in the in the topic and the product and uh, Tonda is a perfect example downstairs you know all of her staff are just as well educated on cheese now like she's really breathed that into them and wine pairings and, and so you're getting al- almost like the chef's table like if you go and sit at that bar and go I'm, I have no clue about cheese take me on a tour and like well, what do you like try that try these three sure if you like these three then you're probably going to go down this path and here's two more and then okay this is the one for you buy a pound of that and then get this charcuterie and get this wine and you're going to be the rock star and then of go the see party. our neighbors over here and get yeah. this yeah. yeah yeah so and and that's that's what the purpose of a food hall is that you kind of get rid of the veto vote okay there's something for everybody so what do you think because they're popping up everywhere now they're everywhere yeah. Big big scale developers. They're like, well, let's not put a restaurant in. Let's put in a food hall. Yeah, so um, I, I guarantee they're not doing the work you did. I am hard, I'm not a huge fan of that, and that the curation's a big part of it. Uh huh. Is that you can't just build it and then get and people to pay rent someone and then in, hope yeah. someone's going to fit. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't Which serve seems the community to be the well. recipe right now. It's hard to stay. Without I think about like, think about how much you know you're in the community and, and and watching and seeing and supporting. Like you, you that's what I love to do. And, and and I think really successful food halls or any any multi tenant space is predicated on doing the homework of who a who plays well together. Are these guys just a flash in the pan? They paid for advertising and you think they're a cool brand, but they're not. And so you got to you got to do your due diligence. What do you think of these ghost ghost kitchen food halls like Dolan's? Yeah, right. I, yeah, I I think. One, Uber Eats, Postmates, all that stuff is a game changer. People want convenience. But you almost have to be a brand before you do that. So uh, there's no way to replace the hustle. No. It's like when someone goes, oh, this band just came out of nowhere. Like, no, they've been grinding <laughs> it up the California coast for the last three years. Unless there was a machine behind them that, yeah. 
True. Right? That's true. So like but, White but, Castle. But then people can tell. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, this is this is machine driven. I was with uh, White Castle when they opened their food hall. Yeah. For the, and they opened the door and it was filled with all of these order sheets that had come in over the weekend yeah. when they were closed and they couldn't even open because no. they were just overwhelmed with so many orders. T- totally wrong. Which, yeah. which is just the story of a great, well-loved brand, you know, executing well and... So and I think it, yeah, I think it can happen at multiple levels, but I think it's just another way to give people a path to build their brand with a low overhead. If you were going to do East End Market now, what would it look like? I think probably investing more in the actual concepts. Like I'm grateful that everyone was able to come and, and borrow from mom and dad to make it happen. But like if I if I said I was more of kind of a PT Barnum at this point, where I can go, oh, that bearded lady is going to play really well with this <laughs> clown troop and with that you know uh, stilt walker talking about me yeah so i think i think now i really want to be able to to help people jump past all the headaches that i mean these guys had to learn by the school of hard knocks here i mean we all did we opened 20 businesses simultaneously it was tantamount to suicide um but we survived and everyone did great and uh in a building that was not meant for food no but that's we need to do that we need to save our what little architectural history we have in orlando we need to cherish I'm not going to fight you on that. Yeah, don't fight me. Want to talk news? Yeah. All right. Uh, the CRA, which is the Community Redevelopment Agency in downtown Orlando, is funding a new sidewalk cafe incentive program. Hey. Right? Okay. Tell which, me more. It's <laughs> very progressive because I have to say a couple of months ago, they kind of got in trouble uh, for saying that maybe sidewalk cafes and, and street activity were linked to high crime rates in downtown Orlando. And they were talking about getting Come rid on. of cafes. What? Yeah, and that, that's where that uh, outdoor loudspeaker permit thing came into play downtown. Okay. For instance, uh, Wall Street has not been allowed to have a block party since the shutdown. Well, don't they have one coming up? But they do. They uh, just got the first permit for their Halloween okay. event. Great, great, great. Uh, which is great. Where did you read that? Probably the bungalow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Thanks for the click. <laughs> uh, it's just interesting to see that, right? So these treatments... Uh, are now going out the window hmm. and so now they're kind of leaning into it how can we help Good. support it and they're gonna they have five hundred thousand dollars set aside to help people purchase uh blockades and, and uniform furniture Great. so maybe one day when you look down orange avenue it might all kind of look similar you yeah, know there might be, be awesome. a unified thread yeah that'd be awesome it'd be good i mean i think opening up the street and getting the community on the street is going to reduce crime i agree yeah that's like jay jacobs who's one of my biggest heroes eyes yeah. on the street yeah if you have people looking out on the street uh things bad things are less likely to happen you're holding people accountable totally agree yeah that's cool glad you're so cool john i'm glad they're doing that um the milk house and is in soft opening in the milk district we were just talking I, I, about food halls there. What did you think? I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I, I, th- I love that they're starting to, uh, again, like this multi-brand, multi-tenant thing lowers the risk for people. There's economies of scale, meaning if everyone uses the same cup, they're paying 75 cents a cup instead of a dollar cup if they're by themselves somewhere. So there's, there's there's economic reasons for it too, but also, you know, why be stuck between a nail salon and a dry cleaner? <laughs> I mean, honestly, as a standalone business, like if you could partner up with other ones that are like-minded and... Like like the the businesses in the milk house, uh, I think. Is what awesome. did you have when you were there? I had a bagel uh-huh, from which, Bagel Bruno. Yeah, which actually I, I hate to say is my first Bagel Bruno. Um, really good. You just very busy. I had the chive. Yeah, I've, I've been a bit 
a bit busy. Uh-huh. Uh, but chive cream cheese, it was really delicious. I had um, had a decaf americano. Delicious. From, from Foxtail. Foxtail. And just the scene's great. Um, I mean, I'd love to go back and see the the um, brewery side of it or the, or the ravenous pig cocktails side of it. And then Kelly's is there, which we love. Kelly's from Audubon Park. and Kelly's, it's the first ice cream shop. Yeah, uh, to open in the milk district, which is oh, insane funny. Is to that me. right? Yeah. Gosh, oh wow, that needed to happen a long I did time ago. Not understand. Good job, Kelly's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Fox Hill's kind of leading the charge. They're the ones yeah. that that renovated the space. So congrats to them. I like seeing them uh, mix it up with multi tenants now yeah. in their new. The whole area is blowing up. Side sideward brewing and and the wonderful the, the job Italian there. eatery on the end. Stasios. Yeah. Yeah. They're and they're opening up a fry bread concept next door. I might get in trouble for saying this, but they were just trying to do a commissary kitchen just because they needed a bigger kitchen space. Yeah. But the city wouldn't let them open up a commissary unless they had oh. like a storefront. Okay, great. Yeah, so now they're just going to do... Sell fry bread. <laughs> right. just, I love it. Perfect. We'll sell fry we'll bread. Just bend the rules to make, make it fit. in the back. Yeah. Well, I don't say it's yeah. bending. That's yeah. what they were forcing them to do. Good. Keep it simple. Yeah. But also, just let them open a commissary kitchen city. Come on. Uh, the Cirrhosis Women's Club. Had you ever been to that building? No. No. Is there such a thing? <laughs> yes. And it sounds like a disease, but cirrhosis, I mean, I guess is like Greek for uh, uh, sisterhood. Okay. Or like togetherness. So where, where do they do their togetherness? They, it was a beautiful old, it looks like kind of like a Greek temple in oh. the middle of Lake Eola Historic Heights okay. District right yeah. downtown. And it has been, it's housed this women's club since like the late 1800s. Uh, they were actually the first the people who helped start the library system in Orange County, and they had a bookmobile that would go around okay. all over the county delivering books to people. You could just hop on the bus and, and so take out are, a book. Are, are they threatened? What's happening to them? Well, they have since sold their building because oh. they were only, I guess, like 12, 12 of them left oh, gosh. in their little club, and they couldn't keep it up anymore. COVID was Poor tough. ladies. Yeah. yeah. They were making money off yeah. of having events and renting to the Rotary Club, so they've sold the building to uh, Mr. Crossman. Okay. Right? Okay. And so he, with his friend, I can't, let's see if I wrote it down, John. Daryl Carter from Morey Carter. Daryl. They're going to try and keep it around. They're calling it the Eola Garden Club. Okay. So they're trying to get a little little permit. But in this change of hands, they were kind of just grandfathered in because they were a nonprofit. The city might not let someone else come in and run an event since they're in the middle of a residential area. So they're waiting to see if they get it. Uh, if they don't get the permit, then they're going to knock it down and build uh, <laughs> like condos. But you can't, like, I can't blame them. They'll make way yeah. more money off of selling condos. It's a beautiful Osprey flying down. Oh, wow. Right that. by, that's right the, by Audubon That's Park. the benefit of a window seat on the second floor. That's perfect. You're, at, you're, you're at flight level. <laughs> <laughs> We're basically in the clouds. Yeah, well, I hope they work that out. That, that would be a shame. I do, too. It's a great building. Mm. Uh, uh, Puffin stuff catering would would occupy it and run it as a little events hall yeah. we need more of those in the yeah district. we just got rid of ours here so we need more yeah <laughs> we'll, send them, we'll send them your way perfect yeah you could get in on it uh you're in a developing family mm-hmm. right your family yep. has traditionally like you, your dad's company before you just you've taken the helm recently yes. uh you own the property over at millennia mm-hmm. right that is so you we the yeah so they were home? my dad and a bunch of partners developed that whole project they sold off you know pieces so sold off ikea they actually sold the land for the mall wow and they kept all the out parcels so okay from mercedes-benz to shops at millennia to all the all the freestanding out parcels they landlords onto. they're landlords and then they created some stuff too so built it and then and that's kind of where i came in was helping design and build and lease up product okay well i'm interested to see what your brain thinks about this sure 
uh, that whole corridor between Orlando and Tampa, they say, is going to be like Fort Lauderdale and Miami. It's going to be, it could be one day a mega... Or Lampa. Right? Or Lampa, mm-hmm. which I guess there is. I yeah, I, I, see a, I see the sign on I-4. So. <laughs> it's <laughs> it like next to a cow field. Yeah. It's the one cow field on yeah. the corridor stuff. That's weird. I didn't even think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to live in Miami. And yes, it, it's like city forever. Forever. Just, yeah, just get contiguous. And the land right now, they're running out of available land mm-hmm. uh, to develop along that corridor. Mm-hmm. So I just was wondering if what you're, you're hearing anything. You hear anything from these developer pals of yours at the clubs? No, but I, I, what I would say... So... I have been looking at a, a piece that's so. The, what's interesting to me is the whole west side of Disney has uh-huh. been activated now. So the 429 and and so all like you know going down 27 and the 429. So, I mean, to to most Central Floridians, like west of Disney felt like that didn't didn't exist. It still kind of does. Yeah, me. my brother yeah. lives out there. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. So, but someone lives there. Yeah, uh-huh. Someone actually lives there. It's not just you know cows yeah. and citrus. They don't have a mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. So I do I do see that happening. I, I think plus you can get more bang for your buck than living in the city. I think the question is, is your the cultural interests always meaning you have to come back to the city or have to go to Orlando or to Tampa? Or will there be this middle ground that has any type of arts there? Uh, there's no, what do they call them in city? Nodes? Yeah, no, right. no, yeah. Is there yeah. going to be a node halfway? Right. Is Orlando going to become a thing? I guess Lakeland. <laughs> Lakeland's done good, right? They're doing yeah, great. I, I did some consulting for them on their food hall. Okay. Yeah. The uh, what's the poor porker? Have you been there? Amazing little space. It was a, it was like an old car shop, and then they walled it in with almost like reclaimed lumber uh, stacked on its side, and then they have old filing cabinets filled with cactuses and, <laughs> awesome. and uh, a teepee and John, you'd love wow, okay, it. It's I so get cool. Place baking. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'd love that. You obviously love that. I do love it. Yeah. Uh, cool. That's just fun. I know what you cool. thought yeah. about that. Uh, Florida cities are dominating the U.S. news list for best places to retire. No surprise no there. No surprise. We'll keep taking that. Orlando was not on the list. It was mostly beach cities like Naples. Yeah, Na- yeah. yeah, Naples, St. Pete, that whole area is massive retirement. Last time I was in Naples, I streaked naked on a golf course. There's so a lot of golf courses down there. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be a long run. I will tell you it's, which it's one. It's a marathon streak. <laughs> it turned into like a fast-paced walk. That, yeah. was it was like was a nine-hole streak or like... <laughs> Definitely a one-hole. Four, oh, just one-hole. Okay. All right. But um, Yeah. Uh, have you heard of death doulas before? This is. I think this is going to be a your jam. Death duelist? Doula. Oh, oh, really? Mm. See, so like wow. doulas are like so more like, like hospice, but yeah, they guide you through the process of death. That's awesome. I, I knew you were gonna feel. That's like actually this. really cool. I mean, that's that's so important. I mean, like because a doula is like how we celebrate mid- life, right? I mean, I mean, leaving this planet is Everyone generally does hard it. for everybody. Uh-huh. Like we're not, you know, very rarely does someone have the benefit of like having a stroke in the middle of the night and that's it. So like to have someone there to guide you through it. Yeah, that's especially cool. if it's like a longer process, yes. right? I'm Which down. happens a lot. So this is a thing. It's a thing, and there's a, a famous death doula that's going to be here in town next week, oh. and she's she's actually a, a London-based author. So she she'll have an accent, and she'll sound like she knows what she's talking about. Uh, and her name is Tree Carr. So she doesn't say like chip chip cheerio, you're dying. Get on <laughs> you, mate. Yeah. Get on <laughs> you, mate. We're all do it. Yeah. Have a chip. 
Yeah. Don't choke. <laughs> Maybe do. It's your time. <laughs> it's just, oh, sweetie. Don't fight it. <laughs> Go towards the light. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what she says. Yeah. Maybe that's what I don't know. Uh, she's having a free workshop at City Hall on November 2nd. Wow. And it's dealing with this universal human journey of death. Uh, and then also the feelings that come around it if maybe you're the one that's not dying and, and, and ways you can deal with that. And she, she specializes in setting up safe spaces in a peaceful and compassionate way uh, for people who are dying. I dig it. So did she like write a book or something or is this she like a world tour? A yeah. Okay, Maybe it's a world tour. Yeah. I mean, yeah. City Hall, that's... That's a big I nod. Guess. There yeah. must be like a community room at City Hall yeah. that I don't know yeah, about. Good for her. Or she's just hanging out with people on the stoop, <laughs> talking talking about death. It's tough. Yeah, it scares me. I know this is dear and dear to you, mm-hmm. with family members and things. Yeah. I will be kicking and screaming the day I die because I got more things to do. So we just celebrated my grandmother, great my grandmother in law. So my my wife's grandmother's ninety fifth birthday, and she's a rock star. And. Uh, she said, we said, well, are we going to be back in five years for your home? She's like, oh, I sure hope not. Oh, my God. She's like, and she's in good health. She's like, I'm, I'm tired, you know? But I'm like, what? I want to get to where I'm tired, where I'm ready. Where I'm ready. You do? Yeah, I don't want to be go out kicking and screaming. I'll be like, That's I've done I everything I wanted to, to do. do. Like, I'm ready. You guys are, you take over. Maybe she just doesn't want to do anything. Is that? <laughs> she's like the mayor of her retirement community. She's awesome. Yeah. Are, she you was have the a bucket first list? female uh, student at University of Florida. What? It used to be all men. Have you done an oral history thing with her talking about that? Yes. So actually okay. my, she's, my wife's one of three sisters, and they've actually done that very thing with her. It's, Wonderful. it's fascinating. But what were you, you were saying something. Sorry, I cut Do you off. Do you have a bucket list? Um, to live like I don't need one. Okay. Yeah, that, that every day I'm doing something that is inspiring me. And, Shut up you know, with that perfect fun. answer. Well, <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> uh, just like the, the, the flying one with the wings earlier. Um, no, I don't. Okay. I, 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 I want to make sure I don't. I've lived my life pretty full out. Benchmarks, though. Yeah. You said benchmarks? Do I have benchmarks? No. I mean, we, we bought an old beater sailboat that we're fixing up and learning to sail and take the kids out. And so that that's a, a current one that we're brand new to us. We didn't okay. grow up sailing or anything. And um, we, we'll probably sink the boat, but we have a life raft. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's just stuff like that. Like if I just keep saying to my wife, if we don't do it, whatever it is, we're not going to do it. Like if we don't go live abroad for six months with our kids, we're not going to ever do that. If we don't, whatever, like if you Are don't you do, that? do it, I don't, we've thought about it. We probably have to do it before high school. I think get a bigger our, boat. Yeah, if we don't sink this one, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's in the cards. <laughs> just get a driver, yeah. get one that won't yeah. sink. It'll be fine. We're almost. Oh, you know what? We're running out of time. John, right. thank you so much for your time. Yeah, man, pleasure. This is a beautiful new space at the neighbors on the second floor of East End Market. If you haven't been here yet, make sure you do. If you're looking yeah. for some Christmas goodies, yeah. So Black Friday, uh-huh. we're bringing back the evening exchange event that you helped us launch oh, back in the day. So gosh. we'll have all the makers in Orlando Black Friday, so right before Shop Local Saturday. Okay. So that's coming up, and then the, in this space, we're in soft opening now, November fifth. Uh, we'll have music and specials all weekend long. So com- coming up November 5th I for the grand it. opening and then Black Friday for our first big live event again here at the market. Okay. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks.